0: Welcome to UNews, the podcast, using the power of Univision to bring the news that matters to you in English. It's Thursday, August 12. From Carolina Sarasa, and these are today's headlines. The state of Florida reporting a record number of new infections, 21,000 daily coronavirus cases, as the number of children hospitalized continues to grow from coast to coast. Meanwhile, California announcing new vaccine mandates for thousands of school teachers as Los Angeles is set to issue new guidance surrounding vaccine requirements for restaurants, gyms, and establishments. And new census data set to be announced today. Those numbers likely to kick off a major fight for control of Congress. The latest from Capitol Hill today on YouNews. We begin with this. Hospitals across the nation in crisis in one state in the south just days away from a collapse. The CDC predicting admissions will continue to rise during the next four weeks and the U.S. surpassing an average of 100,000 COVID-19 cases a day. Lorraine Casares has told the latest.
1: New guidance from the CDC the agency now strongly confirming its previous recommendation that pregnant women get vaccinated against COVID-19 new data emerging about the safety of the shots health officials not seeing any concerns during pregnancy and instead seeing adverse pregnancy outcomes such as preterm birth and death in pregnant people not vaccinated.
2: So for the health of the mother, for the health of the developing baby, you know, getting protected from COVID-19 through a vaccine is really one of the most effective things that you can do. And as the CDC said today, it is also very safe.
1: The CDC also shooting down the myth that vaccines can cause fertility issues, saying that there are no data to support that assertion. Meanwhile, the FDA is expected to recommend booster shots for the immunocompromised, reporting more than a million people have already taken taking matters into their own hands and have gotten a third shot of either Pfizer or Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine.
2: Those who may be under you know, treatment for cancer and receiving, be receiving immunocompromising drugs, it could include those who are organ transplant recipients and may be on medications that suppress the immune response. Uh, and so we've been concerned a- about uh, these individuals, we've been following them closely and I think most of us believe that we've got to do more to protect these individuals. So the FDA has been working hard to basically do the evaluation around safety make sure that we have everything we need uh, to make uh, these additional doses available to people the
1: see. CDC estimates about 9 million Americans are immunocompromised and a Johns Hopkins study found there are 485 times more likely to end up in the hospital or die from covid even if they're vaccinated. Although there is no recommendation in sight regarding booster shots for the rest of the population, Dr. Anthony Fauci says at some point everyone will likely need one. We're already starting to see indications in some sectors about diminution over time That's Durability. We don't feel at this particular point that apart from the immune compromised, we don't feel we need to give boosters right now. Meanwhile, the Delta variant raging through the country. Upwards of 98% of US residents now live in areas with a high or substantial risk of community transmission. A month ago, that number was just 19%. The seven day average of new infections surpassing 100,000 a day. The CDC predicting that new COVID-19 deaths and hospitalizations will go up over the next four weeks. Right now, ICU beds are in short supply in many parts of the country. In Mississippi, there are no more ICU beds available. The state now asking the federal governments for the assistance of a hospital ship. In Florida, more than 15,000 people are hospitalized with COVID, the state breaking its own record for the 11th consecutive day, a 148% increase compared to this time last year. And in regards to booster shot for the immunocompromise, the CDC is set to um, meet tomorrow for a vote. If it passes, the director will shortly after give her approval. And following New York City, Los Angeles just announced that they will be requiring people to show proof of vaccination, at least one dose, for every indoor activity. Right now, the law is still being drafted, but the city council will then receive it for approval. Back to you, Carolina.
0: Thank you, Lorraine, for that live report. And we are getting some new data when it comes to the Pfizer vaccine. That shot is significantly less effective compared in the Delta variant than the Moderna vaccine. That's according to a new study from the Mayo Clinic, but it is important to note that this study has not yet been peer reviewed. Both vaccines are still highly effective against severe disease from the Delta variant COVID-19. The study authors stress, however, Moderna was found to be on average 66% effective against infection from the Delta variant compared to Pfizer, which was 42% effective against infection from that same variant. And speaking of vaccines, the state of California making a major move on Wednesday, implementing a new mandate for teachers all across the state. Grecia Lastram has more details.
3: California is now the first state to require all public school teachers and staff to get the COVID-19 vaccine or submit to weekly COVID tests.
4: It's the right thing to do to keep our most precious resource healthy and safe, our children.
3: Some schools such as this high school in Santa Ana, California, had already adopted a similar measure, and 100% of their staff has already been vaccinated.
0: Sabemos que el mejor método es la vacuna,
3: We know that the best method is vaccination. We have provided opportunities for students and parents to get vaccinated. We have even brought in clinics. With the return to -to face-to-face classes, the California Department of Public Health announced that this order is one of the ways to keep schools open and encourage vaccination among the more than 350,000 teachers and 250,000 school employees. Many say they agree with the requirements. It gives us the opportunity to get back to our focus, which is the education of young people. Right now, everyone is looking at what can be done to ensure the safety of not only the youth, but our staff. The measure will go into effect today, but schools will have until October 15th to be in compliance. Reported by Dulce Castellanos in Los Angeles, this is Grecia Lastra reporting for U News.
0: And for millions of parents nationwide, the back to school season is causing anxiety and concern. Jenny Aponte has more on what parents and students can expect as more school schools open their doors.
5: In Miami, Milagros Martinez is preparing her daughter Liz to go back to school. But they both know it won't be a normal back-to-school process. I am afraid for the virus that is in a phase right now. It is at a peak, but the reality is that the ideal thing for them is that they return to socialize. She has been with this pandemic inside the house with us for more than a year. It's a situation families around the country are facing. Yarirza Esparza is in Los Angeles.
4: I am nervous about going to school in
5: person, and more so because we are still in the pandemic. Anxiety levels have skyrocketed, but so has the enthusiasm to stop studying at home in front of a computer, so Liz prefers it. If I have a teacher, she tells me to pay attention. Here at home, I don't. And you also like interacting with your friends and everything, right? Yes, and I understand things better. Psychologist Ingrid Roman recommends that parents validate their children's emotions. It is necessary to create a space in which children have the opportunity to talk about their daily lives and to express their fears, and thus turn fear into a proactive and resilient attitude. Another recommendation, so that the transition between virtual and face-to-face classes is more successful, is that children understand that it is necessary to have structure and that it is okay to ask for help when they feel they cannot handle a situation. Because they are coming back to something different, there's a lot of uncertainty, there's a lot of politics, there's a lot of conversation that can alarm and that can create anxiety. Reported by Lourdes del Río, this is Gianni Aponte for U News.
0: And in Florida, a group of parents has filed a federal lawsuit against the governor, Ron DeSantis, challenging his executive order, effectively banning mass mandates in schools. They argued that the order discriminates against children with disabilities by preventing them from learning in a safe and healthy environment, which would represent a violation of the Americans with Disabilities Act. And joining me now is the attorney representing those families and students, Matthew Dietz. Welcome to U News.
6: Thank you so much, good afternoon.
0: Good afternoon. Before we get to the legal challenge, let's talk about the students with disability you're representing. What are the types of challenges they could face in a school environment where the use of a mask is not mandatory?
6: Well, you have to understand that a, a child with a, a disability is entitled to go, in in many cases, all throughout the school. You may have children with autism. You may have children that have bad asthma. So. Um, When a a child with a disability is in school, they're everywhere. They're in the cafeteria, they're in the classroom, they're in the bathroom, they're in the halls. So if if one person, one child is sick without a mask, every child can be infected, including those that are more um, susceptible to, to worse outcomes.
0: And now let's talk about the lawsuits. How do you believe the governor's order violates the rights of your clients and other students with disabilities?
6: Well, every student, especially a student with a disability has a legally protected right to go to school. If we have a student that has um, a disability that can't go to school because they may get sick, they may get sicker than others, they may die, that would not allow that child to go to school. And this has been happening for for years. There's schools have had rules that have said that, let's say a child has a peanut allergy. If a child has a peanut allergy, the other children cannot bring in peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to school. But nobody has ever said that it is my right to bring a peanut butter and jelly sandwich to school.
0: Right, and what is the outcome you are looking for in this case?
6: Well, we're, we're looking for every public school district to have the opportunity to ensure that each child is safe. If that public school district believes that masks are needed for a certain child, then that school should be allowed to do so without fear or concern that the governor is going to um stop them from having the ability to do so so currently we have many school districts for example in broward that have said we would have a mask mandate but for the governor's order how are we going to comply with both our obligations under federal law to ensure that students with, with with disabilities are safe and can go to school and the governor's order that says any student is allowed not to wear a mask. So it puts the school districts in the middle.
0: And now in general, do you think people with disabilities, especially children, have been overlooked during the pandemic?
6: Oh, absolutely. Um, Those are the, the, the first people, not only children with disabilities, but all persons with disabilities. You have to remember that when the pandemic started, Most of the deaths happened in nursing homes. Um, Many people with disabilities could not go and go to a a testing area to get tested. Many people with disabilities are not vaccinated because they don't have a way to go to the vaccination areas. There are many homebound people that still do not have the care that they need in order to prevent COVID. So um, there was no thought of these children with disabilities in the school. And that's why it was important to bring this lawsuit.
0: Well, thank you for your time today, Attorney Matthew Dietz, great talking to you.
6: Thank you so much for having me.
0: And meanwhile, with healthcare workers at critical risk because of the surge of the Delta variant in patients nationwide, hospitals in California are making a new change for those visiting their loved ones. Jaime Garcia has more details.
7: The visitors that are coming now to the Los Angeles County Medical Center had to wait in line to show proof that they receive a COVID vaccine or the negative results of a coronavirus test issued in the last 72 hours in order to be able to visit a doctor or a patient. I'm one of them that doesn't
8: want to get the vaccine, but it appears that I have to get it now.
7: The measure began this week in all California hospitals and clinics and fulfills the order issued last Friday by the State Department of Health. Many of the individual patients who come here are surprised that we're requesting that they have their verification of the COVID-19 vaccine, or if not, that they're required to have a test. This new requirement is part of the rigorous list of recently implemented protocols in the Golden State. To put the brakes to the aggressive new search of coronavirus cases, only a few weeks after, It looked like the pandemic was under control in california many of of the patients do not want to have these types of tests or vaccinations and so they're they're very resistant they're not cooperating and they're not agreeing until we educate them alex ponce came to visit a relative and that's when he found out about the new rule
8: i went to the hospital i
7: couldn't go in because i'm not yet vaccinated and I couldn't see my nephew today. For the directors of the medical centers in California, with this new measure, the state of California is looking to eliminate any risk of any contagious inside the hospitals.
2: We require masks everywhere on our campus, um, but there is a possibility if they have active COVID and they come into our hospital, they can easily spread that we have elevators that that are enclosed spaces we have rooms that are enclosed spaces so it is a risk here
7: In Los Angeles Jaime Garcia you news
0: Thank you, Jaime, for that report. And in other coronavirus news, a new study says the COVID-19 vaccine might not adequately protect cancer patients. Two studies published in the journal Yama Oncology found cancer patients were less likely to develop COVID-19 antibodies. Experts found COVID-19 antibodies were significantly lower amongst cancer patients five and a half weeks after the second dose of their vaccine compared to non cancer patients. In Afghanistan, the Taliban is quickly making gains, getting more and more control of territory. All US troops are set to come home by the end of the month. But as Andrea Hinales explains, there are major concerns that militants could take over the capital city.
9: The Taliban brutal advance through Afghanistan continues. The crisis escalating as the Taliban captures the 10th provincial capital, gradually closing in on their crown jewel, Kabul. Overnight, a video released by the Afghan government apparently showing airstrikes on Taliban positions in Kandahar, but their efforts are not doing enough to slow them down. About two-thirds of the country is now in the hands of the Taliban. (laughs) This astonishing map shows a speed at which the Taliban have invaded regions across the country, starting from mid April when President Biden announced plans to bring troops home. U.S. officials are no longer talking about six months as the likely timeline for the Afghan government to collapse. They think it could happen much more quickly. But President That's Biden says he doesn't regret his decision to withdraw.
5: They've got to fight for themselves fight for their nation. The United States, I'll insist we continue to keep the commitments we made of providing close air support, making sure that their air force functions and is operable, but I do not regret my decision.
9: Many Afghans though are pleading for help as they remain trapped in the middle of this fighting. The United Nations says more than a thousand civilians have now been killed in the past month. I keep
1: getting calls from like all over who who just keep asking, can you help us? Can you help us get out of Afghanistan? And, And that hurts me so much because this country, we put our blood, our sweat in building it. And we thought that, you know, United States was a friend
9: Meanwhile, the militants displaying in this video what appears to be some of their growing arsenal. A helicopter left behind by retreating government forces and a treasure trove of Humvees and heavy equipment at a former army base now under their command. Right now, the U.S. Embassy is urging all Americans to leave Afghanistan. The embassy will remain open for now. However, the State Department is still evaluating a partial drawdown of personnel in the coming days or weeks. A defense official said the U.S. military may favor a decrease in the number of personnel at the embassy because if an evacuation becomes necessary, it's much harder to
0: do so with more people there. In Miami, Florida, Andrea Linares, U News. Thank you, Andrea, for that report. And now to Washington, where new census data released today will be used across the country to redraw voting districts. The data will have a massive influence in shaping politics at the local and federal level, but it could also help detail the changing nature of the country itself. Edwin PT is standing by in D.C. with the latest information. Edwin.
8: Carolina, this is one of the most complicated headcounts given the pandemic and the push for the Trump administration to not have undocumented immigrants counted. The reason these numbers are taking importance today is because they potentially determine how trillion dollars on federal money gets allocated and how congressional maps are drawn. But the big impact we are talking right now is that red states are going to pick up states in the House and blue states will potentially going to lose some seats. Let me show you this map to highlight what we are talking about. This could change the dynamics in Congress for the midterms. Texas, as you can see in there, is going to pick up two seats in the House, Florida, North Carolina, Colorado, Oregon, and Montana. They also get another seat. On the flip side, California for the first time loses a seat. New York, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, West Virginia, those are important Democrat states, they are going to drop a seat as well. Now listen to this, in New York, if 89 more residents had responded to the census, they would not have lost that seat. And, and, and Carolina, there are some concerns this afternoon that perhaps Latinos did not fully participate in this headcount because it was conducted by the Trump administration and they were concerned of what filing those forms could mean for them. This data released by the Census Bureau comes four months later than usual and officials are blaming, of course, the pandemic for the delay. And according to the data published today, there was growth in the U.S. population and it was driven entirely by minorities, which means that the nation's white population is shrinking and all population growth has been from people of color. The data released today will be used by states and localities to draw their electoral district maps but the Bureau said that they will release the data in a more friendly user format on September 30th. Back to you, Carol.
0: Thank you for the live information. Edwin PT from Washington, D.C. Now, meanwhile, as the investigation into the Capitol insurrection continue, we are learning more about a former federal agent, who was part of the mob that stormed that building. He says he was not participating in that deadly day, and instead he was just observing. But as Salvador Duran reports, prosecutors say otherwise.
4: Former Drug Enforcement Administration agent Mark Ibrahim is facing felony charges in connection with the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol in Washington, D.C. According to the Department of Justice indictment, Ibrahim is accused of entering a restricted area with a weapon, possession of a firearm on Capitol grounds, and lying to investigators. Today, he is denying any wrongdoing.
6: There are a lot of reasons why I went there. Uh, but I went, never went there to hurt anybody, I never went there to break the law and and those, and those I would have stopped those that did.
4: Mark was carrying his DEA-issued pistol, but insisted that as he joined a pro-Trump crowd, he did not participate in any trespassing or violent acts inside the Capitol building. But he was arrested on July 20th and spent a day in jail. He was released on his own recognizance.
6: I know that this is all a a very big misunderstanding.
4: Mm -hmm. Ibrahim says that he also lost his job as a DEA agent as a consequence of the criminal charges against him. The DEA released the following statement. DEA takes seriously our commitment to protecting the safety of the communities we serve. Any employee who violates the law or internal DEA policies will be held accountable. DEA is aware of the federal charges brought against a former DEA employee, Mark Ibrahim. Ibrahim is no longer employed by DEA. His attorney, Darren Ritchie, told you News that he believes in his client's innocence and to charge him for such crimes is unfair.
2: We don't often have an opportunity to fight the good fight for somebody who is both wrongfully accused and falsely accused. I'm not a terrorist and for them to paint me as such is is hateful and wrong.
4: The evidence presented by the Department of Justice includes pictures of Ibrahim showing his weapon and standing on a statue for which he is also facing criminal charges. Mark Ibrahim could face up to 15 years behind bars should he be found guilty of all charges. His next court appearance will be on September 20th in Washington DC for his arraignment. He stated that he plans to plead not guilty of all charges. In Los Angeles, i Salvador Duran, U News.
0: And attorneys are still trying to contact the parents of more than 300 migrant children separated at the border. The families were split under Trump's administration's so called zero tolerance policy. But according to the White House, the Biden administration is committed to helping identify and reunite them as part of a family reunification task force. Based on a federal court filing Wednesday, the parents of 31 children have been found since June. And under a new policy, Immigration and Customs Enforcement will, with very few exceptions, avoid arresting or deporting undocumented immigrants who are victims of a crime. The new directive was issued on Wednesday. From now on, ICE agents and officers will help undocumented crime victims with access to immigration benefits and help them pursue justice. And tropical depression Fred will continue to move toward Florida today and could make landfall as early as Friday. The risk of Fred impacting the sunshine states increased as it brought heavy rain and flooding to the Dominican Republic and Haiti. Fred weakened from a tropical storm to a tropical depression on Wednesday, but forecasters said it could become a tropical storm again Thursday as it moved near the Turks and Caico Islands, and the southeastern Bahamas. More of you news after the short break.
9: Imagine a daily
0: newscast that speaks to you about your world in plain English. Each weekday, we partner with Hispanic America's most trusted news source to bring you the stories from home and abroad that matter to you. That would essentially put an end to the longest war in U.S. history.
6: This is the interior of health stash house that we found in this right along today.
0: state of sorry, this recommend recommends avoiding them
9: at night. You News covers the news of your world and makes it easy to understand. Your world, your news. You News on Fusion.
0: Welcome back to U News. Fires caused by hot winds are impacting the south of Italy today. Some experts believe that the high temperatures could be in the highest in the European history. On Twitter, officials said they had carried out more than 500 operations in Sicily and Calabria in the last 14 hours, employing five planes to try to stop the flames from above. Meanwhile, a very similar situation in Greece. Hundreds of international firefighters have arrived to help after wildfires ignited and spread over the past week, destroying properties and forests. Countries from Europe, the Middle East, and the Balkans have sent firefighters, vehicles, and aircrafts to help out. Meanwhile, with so many European countries having a hard time with the Delta variant and coronavirus infections, Russia has reported 808 people dead from COVID in just one day. The number provided by Russian health authorities is the highest daily number since the beginning of the pandemic. More than 168,000 people have died in the country due to the pandemic so far. Data shows that Russia has recorded more than 6.5 million infections. And closer to home, Mexico has surpassed 3 million COVID-19 cases since the start of the pandemic. That country also setting a record for the highest number of daily cases on Wednesday, with more than 27,000 reported. According to the ministry's latest pandemic report, more than 22,000 new cases were detected in the past 24 hours. That's the highest daily number since the onset of the outbreak. During the same period, 727 more deaths were registered. And in other news out of Mexico, President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador said Wednesday that his government has invited US President Joe Biden for a visit in late September, as the two countries work to lift economic growth and agree on reopening their shared border. On Tuesday, high ranking Mexican officials met with senior U.S. officials, including Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas and National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, to discuss bilateral cooperation to address immigration. Thanks for listening to U News, the podcast. Don't forget to follow U News on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review and join us tomorrow for a new episode. Until then...